Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello, good morning and welcome along to Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. What a night it was at Wentworth Park last Saturday night. The running of the fifth Tab Million Dollar Chase taken out in brilliant fashion by McInerney. Staving off the late challenge of Zipping Kyrgios and he's on fire. It was a wonderful support card. Of course, Super Estrada just continued on this this winning streak that she's she's on at the moment in the in the staying range. She was terrific again. We saw Fire Legend take out the Masters Meteor, uh, zipping Orlando, remain unbeaten eight out of eight in the in the Young Star, and Kenya smoked and won the the Million Dollar Chase Maiden Series. It was a a special night there, but the the headline act, of course, McInerney winning the Tab Million Dollar Chase. Racing, he's on fire away brilliantly, spearing straight to the lead from French Martini and McInerney getting up on the rails, zipping Kyrgios into fourth placing now. They're followed by Aglan Luai. Next came Gatlin, well back is Hold Me Up and last zipping Alabama down the back straight and it's he's on fire who leads it by two McInerney. Zipping Kyrgios is running on, they're clear of Aglan Luai. It's he's on fire at the home corner just from McInerney. Zipping Kyrgios in the middle, McInerney hit the front, zipping Kyrgios drives, McInerney. McInerney's won the Tab Million Dollar Chase and beaten Zipping Kyrgios. Third, I think he's on fire from Aglan Luai. They're followed Zipping Alabama, French Martini, Gatlin and Hold Me Up. The time, 29.50, the fairy tale. Yeah, that was the Tab Million Dollar Chase there at Wentworth Park on Saturday night, taken out, of course, by McInerney. We're joined by his owner now, Noel Mugovan. Good morning to you, Noel. Hello, Matt. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, a big congratulations to you. Must have been an, an almighty thrill there at Wentworth Park for you on Saturday. Uh, most definitely. It was uh, an enormous thrill. I said to my son before the race, I said, I'm, I've always, you know, I'm really excited to be in this race. And then I'm so nervous. So the combination of excitement and nervousness is, uh, went to another level when the box was open, that's for sure. Yeah, I could I could imagine it. at what part of the race did the nerves start to settle because he landed into into a pretty good spot going to that first turn, but then he he did veer out at that first corner and uh, he lost momentum, but he got balanced again. At what stage of the race did you think? Hang on, I'm about to win a million dollars here. I don't think he ever. I thought down the back, you know, he just has that wonderful mid race speed, and when he balanced and. Uh, he, he was really chasing the, the leader and coming to the home turn when he went back on the inside of uh, the leader um, you know he's become very strong he has at the end of his race so you know I was pretty confident up the straight that the other one even though he's an enormous dive sipping curious I thought well, he's, you know he'll hold on here he, he, I was really confident there and just talk us through the dog I'm, I'm sure a couple of months ago you never would have thought in your wildest dreams that you'd be having this chat this morning, a winner of the $10 million chase. He's just gone to a another level pretty much yeah. at Wentworth Park. He was outstanding in the National Sprint Championship and he's been terrific all through this million-dollar chase series. Just yeah. Talk us through the expectation, I suppose, you had with him a couple of months ago. Yeah, I think, Noah, you probably don't expect that you're going to get to this level and, and race for uh, in the million-dollar race. And, you know, you just, you, you, you're just looking at your dogs all along, you know, the improvement in it. And 
just goes back to the female line, Born Ali. It's, uh, a lot of her progeny, the longer they raced, especially getting to three or three and a half, you know, they seem to reach their peak uh, a bit later than a lot of other dogs. And uh, when he was racing in Tasmania, he was just starting to go from strength to strength as far as um, his ability out of the boxes and uh, and how he's running the races out. And then we brought him back to Melbourne and, you know, flew him over a few times. And, he, you know, he's running these 29.20s at uh, Sandown and 29.80 at the Meadows. So you're up there with the, with the really good dogs or the, you know, for time-wise. So... And then to go to the Nationals, he was enormous. But I thought his run in the heat of the Million Dollar Chase, I just thought was out of this world. I think the leader, the winner ran 29.28. And, you know, he got in a lot of trouble early and um, got back in the field. And the way he finished off, I thought, geez, you're really going well. And uh, and then he came out the next week and, you know, won the uh, semi-final and then, uh, then the final, you know, so... He's just improved every start. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like Wentworth Park is, you know, really suits his style of racing. I'm not too sure, you know. I look at Modern Assassin, who won the Paws of Thunder. Well, they're very closely related on the female side, and uh, um, maybe that breed likes that track. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, it's enormous in the way he's improved, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He uh, he he seemed to get better every start, as you you just touched on. Now, of course, he's won the the $10 million dollar chase, and pretty much that's going to give him. Uh, I would have thought an invite to the Top Gun, um, the Melbourne Cups, also not too far away. The Phoenix as well. I'm I'm sure you'd be hoping to to get a slot there. It's it's created a lot of opportunities now for you in the next few months, doesn't it? Oh, it certainly has. It. Uh... You know, and I think, yeah, look, it's, it's certainly, yeah, it's certainly a lot of opportunities. Uh, I, I look at, I look at his breeding by Fernando Vale out of Bornali and what she's produced, um, has been exceptional. Um, so his breeding side is just, that's, that's, uh, at a top level and on the female side, side, it goes back 50 years to, and some great, dog in that line so yeah when you look going ahead um yeah there are some top races uh coming along and uh hopefully he's uh, up to that level and i'm sure he's up to the level uh you, know, you just need a little bit of luck in this sport and we've had a there's been a fair bit of bad luck in our family over the last couple of months and and this has uh, brought a big smile and, and not just to our family, but also to who the dog was named after too. So, uh, yeah, it's good. something to look forward to. Yep, and just just touch on that um, with with who the dog is named after. Yeah, he's named after a, a person by the name of Tony McInerney, and I know that the Tony McInerney in Sydney too, but uh, Tony McInerney was a, a gentleman at uh, the football club in Melbourne where my boys played football, and... Uh, is the most wonderful man from president. You know, he was, uh, and he'd do the halftime, uh, or not the halftime, but he'd do the interchange, his steward, he'd do every job, but just the most wonderful person and supported all the young boys that would come to the football club from the country of Victoria. And when he passed away in those COVID times, and it was really sad because I was, geez, you know, this is 
And I said to his son uh, and people at the club, I said, if I get a dog that shows a bit of ability, I'm going to call it McInerney. And, uh, and I'm going to call his kennel name Tony. So that's how that started, but it's just given such wonderful enjoyment to his son and grandchildren when they watch his dog. And on Saturday night, they were just over the moon. And, uh, you know, was, uh, so there's a great connection through football in the AFL. A lot of people uh, knowing the family and that have latched onto it. And I'm just keep... I was keep watching the tape and it just was coming in and it got in to be favour and I thought, goodness gracious, there's some people that are watching this race, <laughs> which, gave, which gave me more nerves. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think when the box is open and I've never done it in my life and uh, and uh, as I went past the winning post, I stood up in, the, in my seat. I was so excited. It was... Uh, but anyhow, yeah, so that's... And, and the excitement, yeah, would have transformed into a lot of people who followed on that particular, on that night, on Saturday night. Yeah, that's outstanding. And you also touched on it's been a, a tough couple of months uh, for you. Of course, your sister yeah. Mary passed away recently. Um, just tell us what it, it means, uh, not only for, for yourself but and your immediate family, but also your wider family as well. Uh, look, Matt, uh, Mary is the most wonderful girl. And never drank, never smoked. She, uh, and that's from a health perspective, and she loved animals. Uh, such a, a great person with dogs. I remember taking some pups out there. She was rearing a couple of pups, and they're only, uh, or a litter of pups when I had to go away, and they're about three months old. Well, she was measuring out the kibble and all that that she would give them. She was such a perfectionist in that area, and and when she passed away, uh, suddenly, uh, from an aneurysm, it's just put shockwaves through the whole family. And, um, because she's such a, such a level-headed lady who, um, was a great family woman and, um, it, it re- really, uh, um, yeah, it, on Saturday night at the, at the, uh, when I was there in front of the finishing post and, uh, doing an interview I, I had the feeling that Mary was looking from somewhere and uh, and I mentioned that you know modern assassin when he won the pause of thunder, thunder at that particular track you know um, yeah it, it's funny how life seems to work in strange ways but Mary's funeral <clears throat> the week before we at the end of the funeral um, they played two replays of modern assassin when at the Pause of Thunder and also the Perth Cup and an interview with Mary. So, yeah, it's been really tough. And, it's, and also my son had a stillborn baby and, and I also lost my brother-in-law um, probably uh, two months ago now. And uh, so it's been really tough times for my mum who's uh, and, and, and family and the wider community. Uh, and this has brought a bit of a smile, that's for sure, to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm sure he raced with a little bit of extra help there on Saturday night with some with some angels willing him late and getting the job done. So, yeah, not only a not only a special win uh, for yourself as the as the owner, but a special fa- a special win for for your entire family after uh, what has been a pretty hard couple of months for you. So, big congratulations yeah. to you, Noel, and 
I'm sure we'll be talking again over the next couple of months because if he can keep improving like he has over the last month or so, he's he's going to be a, a big player and all those features in Melbourne coming up. Oh, no doubt he's, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, I just looked up there before, I, I was just looking at a bit of breeding of it. Goodness gracious, he's, the, he's won the most prize money for a Fernando Bar and he's just been an amazing sire for our sport, Fernando Bale, and uh, yeah, you sort of pinch yourself to think that you've got the dog that's, uh, and I know it's a million dollar race, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, he's been a sensational uh, sire for the, he has, and uh, yeah, it's, it was uh, quite surreal on Sunday morning walking down to Darling Harbour with my, Darling Harbour with my son, and we had breakfast, and you know, just sat there and the and just thought about the whole the night before it was just uh, yeah, quite surreal and uh, you sort of had to pinch yourself a little bit and 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 uh, realise how lucky you were to be yeah. in that situation and uh, uh, you know and even I know even watching Fire Legend win and I was sitting in the stands listening to the trainer and. Uh, you know, how life-changing it can be to win that race for him and uh, him and his wife and, you know, just some wonderful stories there. And um, and it's quite ironical that Fire Legend himself in the female line it went back to the same female line as what McInerney had. So there's connections everywhere, but it was... Uh, yeah, I, I love listening to uh, the trainer talk about his his life and what he he was about and I thought well that's what greyhound racing about if you're in it long enough and you put in the hard yards and uh, and you do things the way they should be done you know I think everyone can get an enjoyment out of greyhounds and that's a great part of the the sport Uh, yeah for sure it's it's there for for anyone to to win it doesn't I guess it's yeah. it's, it's unlike, um, I guess, thoroughbred racing where a lot of the well-bred horses are, are so expensive and out of the, the range yeah. of the common person, whereas greyhound racing is not like that. And everyone gets their opportunity to to, to win a feature and, and now yeah. win a million-dollar race. Well, it's like down this way, I was just where I live here in Waterbull, uh you know, we've got Barry Smith here who's got all the Mpunga dogs and uh, Matty Wright and... He had uh, a really good dog, and Dustin Drew untapped. And you've got my brother Kevin, who's had Golden Currency and Modern Express and Modern, uh, you know, Gossip and all that. And you know, Bill Lennon, who has some enormous dogs. So everyone sort of gets their turn a little bit, I think. You know, uh, of if you keep at it, those people who've kept at it, uh, they'll get their opportunity to experience some great joy. Uh, in the sport, and uh, that, that's what makes it pretty special. I think you put yeah. in the hard yards and that. And you don't have to. You don't have to be the person out out there that uh, has to outlay an enormous amount of money to to uh, enjoy the sport. I think to enjoy the sport means you've got a bit of a love for the dogs and the animals, and when that translates into how you you're dealing with them and train them and rearing them and all that. Um, I think it comes back that you'll get satisfaction out of what you do, that's for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. As the, the saying goes, if you work hard enough for long enough, generally, you will succeed. And, and that's yeah. exactly what has happened uh, with with you guys and uh, thoroughly deserved, no doubt about that. So congratulations on McInerney's yeah. win in the Tab Million Dollar Chase and the best of luck for the next couple of months. Thanks very much, mate. Much appreciate it. There's Noel Mugovan, who owns McInerney, who won the Tab Million Dollar Chase on Saturday night. We'll head for a short break. On the other side, we'll chat with Mark Maroney to talk about his old warrior, Fire Legend. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And they're racing now. Fire Legend bounced out fast. And he's going to spear forward and lead from well-grounded and wider Gypsy Yankee. Fourth Cumbria dreaming at the first bend. They're followed then by Jacks Bale. Next Providence Bale. Well back Zest to Excel and Jabini. But it is Fire Legend down the back leading it by four. On getting to second Gypsy Yankee. But he got tangled up with well-grounded. And Fire Legend's race right away around the home turn. He's eight lengths in front. Fire Legend in a Masters Meteor Blitz. He won it by seven or eight on Gypsy Yankee. Third Jabini getting up on the rails. Fourth Jack Spale. They're followed in by Cumbria Dream. Yeah, that was the old Warrior Fire Legend dominating the Masters Meteor at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. And we're joined by his trainer now, Mark Maroney. Good morning to you, Mark. Yeah, good morning, Matt. Firstly, big congratulations to you on the win of Fire Legend. It must have been a... A very special moment for you there on Saturday night. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt it's uh, my biggest um, biggest moment in the sport. And just talk us about the the dog himself. He's he's four years of age, but he's just he's just such an iron dog in that he he just turns up week in week out and gets it done. He'd won eleven in a row before he'd been beaten in the in the heat of the Masters Meteor, and then came out and just blew them away there on Saturday. He's a, he's an old warrior, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's really... He's been a great dog his whole life, and he's uh, really been going terrific of late. Um, after he ran third in the previous Masters Meteor, he hadn't been beaten up until the heats of this one. He won 11 straight in between, and... Um, yeah, you know, most of them races there was a few masters, but most of them were in top grade at uh, Grafton over the four fifty, and um, but he'd also won at Wentworth Park and Maitland, and you know wherever I took him, he just he just got to the stage you didn't know how to lose, and um, even running second in the heat, he'd actually he'd had a really bad injury, and it was only up until the night before I was. It looked a hundred percent he was going to be scratched from the heats, but uh, oh, we got him there just in the hope that he'd qualify, and we had ten days to get him right for the final in. And just talk us through that uh, through that injury before he said, "Yeah, we we had heard that you were going to scratch him uh, all the way up until the pretty much the morning of the race." Off the back of that, you must have been quite satisfied with his performance because he was terrific. Even though he was beaten soundly by Gypsy Yankee, he still ran a terrific race. So that must have gave you some confidence going into Saturday to know that he'd run well with that injury concern and then having that 10 days between runs uh, to to then get him right. You must have had a lot of confidence there on Saturday. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, Like he was in the heat, he just ran on pure heart. You know, there was... I'm sure he was feeling it. Uh, you know, I probably made a little blue. He'd been racing week to week and just winning and winning and winning. And I thought I'd get smart and instead of putting him in at 
grafting on the Sunday night before. I thought, oh, well, I won't put him in. I'll just, I'll just give him a slip and, um, you know, try and do the right thing, which turned out to work the opposite way. Um, it had rained a lot the night before and the track was very soft. Uh, I just slipped him in front of the 450 boxes and he got right into the track his first couple of strides and I was worrying that he'd hurt himself straight away and, um, yeah, when we got him checked the next day, he pulled his leg back and he nearly screamed the roof off the kennels and, um, even the night before the race, I pulled his leg back to see how he was and he, and he squealed again and this is like 9 o'clock on Tuesday night and he's supposed to be racing Wednesday night. And I said to, said to Mel, he's, you know, he's 100 to 1 to be going around tomorrow night and I give him a bit of a walk the next morning on Wednesday morning and I pulled the leg back again. I didn't put too much pressure on it and and sort of, you know, it wasn't too bad and I was, like, it's an eight-hour drive to Sydney from Grafton but I thought, I just said, oh, we're just going to go for it. You know, if we can do enough to qualify, well... Uh, He'll be a lot better in a week and a half's time. And it must have, you must have been feeling, I, I suppose, that week that he had that injury, you must have been feeling sick knowing that this race was his target after he'd been beaten in the, the previous Masters Meteor back in May and then he'd gone on that winning streak. Uh, this was the race you were targeting for him and then to have that little issue uh, just prior to the heats, it, yeah, it must have been a sick feeling for you, I would imagine. Oh, sure it was. I felt like someone had robbed me. Um, you know, I knew he was he was he was pretty well the best dog in the whole series, and um, with his record, you know, he's a track record holder, Group winner, Group one place. He's won all over Australia, and you know, he he just looked to me like it was a race for you know for him if nothing went wrong, and. Um, yeah, when I thought I had to scratch him off, I, I was shattered. I thought, of, you know, like I said, I thought someone had robbed me of a hundred thousand. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, we got him there, and uh, he only ran. Well, we only run about five sixty-five to the winning post in the in the heat, where I know he can run five forty, and um, and he only went thirty and twenty-four overall. And like you say, when he's done the other night, he ran twenty-nine seven. So. He was a good half a second off his best, but uh, yeah, we got him, got him there, and got him to the final. Still had to work on him all week leading up to the final, but uh, he just, he just come good on the right day. Yeah, that's all you need to need to do. What's the the future look like for him now? Will where will we see him uh, again next, and then in the next couple of months? Yeah, well, I've actually, I've nominated him for Grafton on. Um, Saturday night, there's a free-for-all on over the 450, as long as they get enough dogs. And, um, yeah, we'll just we'll just plod along like we did in between the last two, you know, get a couple of Masters races here and there, Maitland and Wentworth Park, but most of his racing will be up around the Northern Rivers. Um, I've actually had him DNA'd oh, probably a month ago for to register him for stud, but I didn't want to do the semen evaluation until after this meteor, so we'll get that underway in the next few weeks as well, and uh, 
you know, I think he's done enough to earn his spot at stud. He, he'll never make a fortune there, but if he gets a few bitches and throws some winners, I'll be I'll be pretty happy. Well, if he throws anything like him, he'll uh, he'll he'll throw some winners. There's no doubt about that. He's he, he's he's the the perfect dog, I suppose, to to have in your kennel. He's got that early speed, and and he's he's. Whilst he's not the strongest dog, particularly at 500, he still does have that strength uh, late to be able to hold off uh, those that those that are chasing. They need to pretty much be right on his tail, otherwise they they won't run him down. So it's a, a nice formula to have for, for a stud, stud dog, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, he's always had that early pace. He runs really good first and second sections every, everywhere he goes, and... Um... You know, five twenty sees him out. He wouldn't go a metre past five twenty, but uh, he runs he runs a good five twenty. So uh, you know that that's all you really need. You know, um, as long as you got that early pace and you you know he's in front. You know, you see him at graft and he leads every time he goes around here. And you know, it was only a month or so ago he beat Typhoon Sammy in the in the Sprinters Cup at Grafton, and. Um, you know, he's gone straight on from there and won at Capella Bar in 1905 and then made the Hillsville Cup final. And, you know, he's one of the best dogs in Australia. And at four and a half, we beat him on his merits, you know. And uh, I thought that was an enormous effort to win that Sprinter's Cup. So, no, he's just a marvellous dog. He's always been a good dog from day one. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to get another one like him. Yeah, I can imagine. So uh, it'd be nice to have a kennel for, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, we've actually got pups out of his sister, Fire on Ice, and um, she was every bit as good as him. You know, there was a split match between them. She made a golden Easter egg final and a couple of group ones. Um, her first litter by Shimmer Sean and nearly 10 months old, so... Um, you know, we got high hopes for them, especially the way this line has been producing over the years. I just heard Noel say earlier about uh, he, he knows the bloodline. They actually go back to a guy called Tom Sinnott, who comes from down Warnable. Um, that's where the foundation bits come from, Tanga Park, and uh, yeah, very close to the Muggerman's line. And um, yeah, I was lucky to get into it, and it's just got stronger over the last 25 years. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's exactly what you want when you are breeding them. So, firstly, a big congratulations to you on the Winter Fire Legend in the Masters Meteor. Best of luck with him going forward, and then also his his relations that are uh, that won't be far away from the the racetrack very shortly. I'm sure we'll be chatting again, Mark. And yeah, again, a big congratulations to you. Yep, no worries, Matt. Matt, thanks for the call, mate. And, uh, yeah, thanks for all the well wishes after the race. It's been uh, fabulous. Yeah, outstanding. He, it was, uh, they were thoroughly deserved, there's no doubt about that. That's Mark Moroni who was chatting about his old star, Fire Legend, after winning the Masters Meteor on Saturday night. We'll head for a short break. We'll chat with Minnie Finn regarding Zipping Orlando and a couple of others that she trains uh, after the break. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And they're racing now. 
beginning fast Fat Boy's Charm from Box 3 will lead it early from Rebel Ethics Sipping Orlando's getting through on the rail but then ran out of room and going around them refle- Reflections and Winlock all over Zipping Orlando's getting balanced again there followed Showman Jack well back is Bandit Jane last Zipping Sabrina off the back straight now and Zipping Orlando went through a needle eye gap and he's dashed to the lead now from Fat Boy's Charm there followed by Bandit Jane Zipping Orlando clear 8 out of 8 he is perfect. Zipping Orlando beats Fat Boys Charm and Bandit Jane. Fourth home showman Jack. Yeah, that was the outstanding Zipping Orlando remaining unbeaten in the Young Star at Wentworth Park on Saturday night. And we're joined by his trainer now, Minnie Finn. Good morning to you, Minnie. Yeah, good morning, Matt. He's, he's a very, very nice young dog, isn't he, Zipping Orlando? How has he come through that run? Yeah, no, he's pulled up good. Um, we were thinking about the blacktop, but we've bypassed that and... He'll go around again on Saturday night at Wentworth Park. So we'll see him Saturday night at Wentworth Park. And as as far as the, the, the future with him um, coming up, of course, the, the Melbourne Carnival's not too far away, uh, Melbourne Cup, and and also the, the Phoenix. Are they races that are on his agenda, or will you just let him tell you whether he's ready for, for those type of races? Yeah, um, after this Saturday night, we're going to take couple others down to the meadows and give him a trial so we'll take him down give him a trial down there and see how he goes and then stand down there's not much up here so we'll give him a couple of trials in melbourne and see how he handles it and as far as uh, as him as a as a young dog have you have you had many dogs like him and that it just it seems like he's he, he's got a he's got an experienced head on this this inexperienced, I guess, body type thing, in that he's not the he's not a beginner, so he doesn't find the front um, like some other young dogs can do. But geez, he can find his way through the field. Even on Saturday night, it looked like he hit the rail going past the post, but then just the way he was able to negotiate his way through the field, it's it, it, it's pretty awesome to watch. Yeah, no, um, he's just a real race dog, but. Um... Yeah, he just goes like he's got a jockey on his back. He just finds the right gap. John always said, like he drew the five and the seven, I said, oh, he's going to be beaten now. He said, a good dog finds its own luck. (laughs) And um, he said, boxers don't worry, I'm good dogs. And he was right. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's he's proven in his eight starts today that it doesn't matter where he draws. He just seems to... Seems to know exactly where he needs to go, and uh, it's such a it's such a weapon, particularly with his finishing burst. He's he's so good, and it's I'm sure it's going to get to a point where it is going to prove it prove an issue as he gets I guess up in up in grade. But whilst he's doing it at the moment, I'm I'm sure you'll be very excited about him. And then as it could be, uh, it might not become an issue, but if it does, then um, I'm sure we'll see him a little bit further than the the 500, won't we? Yeah, no, for sure. We'll just keep him going in the 500s. So he gets knocked around a bit and whatever, and then um, we can step him up later on. And also on Saturday night, you had a big hand in the Tab Million Dollar Chase. It must have been a, a little bit bittersweet with Zipping Kyrgios to, to get so close to, to winning that race, but also such a big thrill to uh, to run so well in such a such a major event. Yeah, no, we were very excited about his run. Um he just the other dog was just too strong going to the line, and um, no, we were very happy the way he went. He went awesome. And Gatlin and Zipping Alabama, the box draws were 
kind of the brought about their undoing Gatlin when he was just a touch slow to begin. It, it was always going to be tough for him, and, and box eight for zipping Alabama's just probably not her draw, was it? Yeah, no, she, she uh, sprung her toes Saturday night, so she's out for a couple of weeks. I hope you get her back in three weeks or something for the Hume Cup. That'll be her next run. And, yeah, uh, yeah Gatlin, he, he just had no luck at the start. He got sandwiched out of it, and then down the back he run into the rail, and um, he got seven days for it, but I actually took him to the vet yesterday because we couldn't find nothing wrong with him, and I rang the stewards to get it get it uh, cut back to six days so he could go to the blacktop, and we put him around there last night, and he went airborne, so there's nothing wrong with him. Yep, and just touching on the, the blacktop, uh, of course, we'd, we'd heard that it could have been Zipping Kyrgios' last start on Saturday night, just gone, but uh, the decision's been made to keep racing him on, so... Will we see him at Newcastle for the blacktop to defend his crown? And obviously you just touched on Gatlin heading up there as well. Any others uh, that you're sending up that way? Oh, I've just got a couple of young ones, Zipping Lyris and Wilbur, that are just up in class. So we'll just take them and give them a run around there. Yeah, yeah, no, Kyrgios, he'll go around on Friday night. And then after that, we'll just take him down to Melbourne and give him a crack at the Hume Cup, 600. Yeah. Yep, outstanding. Well, um, with the way he's racing, if he if he draws the right box uh, in the blacktop, he's going to be hard to beat. And then, of course, if he gets to, to Melbourne for the, the Hume Cup and draws well there, he's going to be a, a big player as well. Of course, we've already seen him win a, a feature 600-metre race in the Dubbo Country Classic. Well, firstly, congratulations with Sipping Orlando. Also, a big congratulations, not only for getting three through to the final, but the outstanding performance of Zipping Kyrgios there on Saturday night. And good luck for the future with all of your team there flying at the moment. Yeah, thanks very much, Matt. Thank you. There's Minnie Finn touching on a few of her kennel stars, including the unbeaten Zipping Orlando. Well, that wraps up Going Greyhounds this morning. The podcast will be up online soon. Take care. Enjoy your weekend, many winners.